Hey friends, welcome to October the, I think it's the 6th today, right? Uh, yeah, October the 6th, Thursday. Hope you've had a good week and I hope you're leaning into the Lord in the wilderness like David is in this psalm. Today he's going to talk about eating and this is uh, an amazing picture. David's, David would, as king, he'd be used to sumptuous feasts. He would have uh, access to the best of everything. And then uh, God was a God of feasting, and, and he called Israel regularly to celebrate him with, with abundance, with feasts, and with great food, rich food, sweet food. Um, and so David's in the wilderness now, and he doesn't have access to any of that. He has, um, he has entered a time where all that's been removed. He can't uh, sleep in his comfortable bed. He can't eat his great food. He can't be with all the people he would normally be, be with. He's been betrayed by many of them. He cannot go to worship God at the tabernacle. He cannot participate in a national feast. He's really uh, been sort of uh, banished because of the rebellion of his son. So David is choosing to feast from his soul. He is choosing to worship and to go through the practices of all of this by faith. Um, though he's separated physically from it and bodily, he cannot partake. He is deciding to partake spiritually. And he is declaring that a taste of God is better than the best foods, better than the greatest feasts. So verse three, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus, so we pick it up in verse four. Thus will I bless thee while I live. Hey, as long as I'm alive, God, in the darkness and in the light, on the mountaintops and in the valleys, wherever I am, whatever situation, I will bless you. It reminds me of the song we sing sometimes on Sunday mornings, blessed be, your, blessed be the name of the Lord. And it talks about when things are good and things are bad. You give and take away, you give and take away, um, still blessed be your name. It's easy to bless God when he's pouring out health and strength and, and abundance and material provision, and you can see it all and it's all right there. What about when life goes into a, uh, a decline? What about through a trial, through a wilderness? What about when the provision isn't there and you're wondering where your next meal or how your next bill is going to be paid? Still, he is good and still he will provide for you. And so David says, I will bless thee while I live. As long as you give me breath, I'm going to bless you. Uh, you gave me life, blessed be your name. You take away life, blessed be your name. Um, like Job, in all these things, Job sinned not. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Uh, when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. So Job took that high road as well. David is saying, thus I will bless thee while I live. Look at the next phrase. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Now, um, depending on your church background, this may or may not be something you practice on a regular basis. Uh, I sit up towards the front of church, so I, I don't always like to raise my hands like this because I don't want to be a distraction to people behind me. It doesn't bother me if people do it in front of me. Uh, sometimes I stand in the back of church just so I can. Um, but if you've ever been taught that for some reason that expression is not acceptable, that's just wrong, okay? Um, because God calls us to, to sing with a loud noise, to play skillfully. He values skill with instrumentation. He calls us and tells us in the Psalms to clap our hands, to celebrate him. And in this phrase and other places, I will lift up my hands in thy name. David is enacting 
the worship he would do at the temple, uh, the blessing of the priest, but he's doing it alone in the wilderness with his God. Um, and there's something really faith-filled about that. There's something really profound and powerful about that. And, and I'm sure wonderfully intimate as well. Look at verse 5. My soul. Now, he's not talking about his body or his stomach. He says, my soul shall be satisfied. There's a fullness there. There's an abundance there. There's, there's a total contentment. Even in the wilderness, I can experience this total satisfaction and contentment. My soul will be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. Now, these, these terms would have represented kind of, in a fi- they're specific as well as figurative, but in a figurative way, the richest, most sumptuous, sweetest kind of feasts. Sometimes even the food that the, the priests or the people were on, a, on regular days forbidden to eat. During feasts and special times, God said, eat. Um, uh, drink the sweet, eat the fat, he said. I think that's Nehemiah 8. The people were weeping and mourning because of their failures before God, and they were repenting, and God said, cheer up, today is a day of grace and mercy, and 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 eat, eat the fat, drink the sweet, which is like saying, uh, have a cinnamon roll and, and a Diet Coke and just enjoy the blessing of God. Now, I know people make fun of me because I love food, and they make fun of me because I love sweets, but my friends, I have biblical principles that I live by, okay? And so, yes, I can take you to Scripture where God says, eat the sweet, drink the sweet, eat the fat. And so uh, get off my case. Uh, moderation's the key. And yeah, sometimes a cinnamon roll can cure a lot of ills. And probably if you've been around me very long, you've heard me tell the story of when I had cancer and going in for the bone marrow biopsy uh, to make sure the cancer wasn't in my bone marrow. That morning, I'm on my way to the doctor and I'm just, I'm just tense. I didn't sleep well. I'm thinking they're going to be drilling into my hip and extracting this bone marrow. And people told me it was painful. And I just was not looking forward to that. I was running a little late. We dropped the kids off at school. Dana's going with me to the doctor. And between me and the doctor was my favorite donut shop. And I just began to think what what would lighten my spirit and lift my heart a little bit and, and prepare me psychologically for what I'm about to endure. And instead of going straight to the doctor, I took a left. And Dana looked at me and she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the donut shop. And she said, we can't go to the donut shop. We're running late. They're going to cancel your appointment. I said, no. I'm going to the donut shop. And she tried to stop me and tried to argue a little bit. And I said, look here. (laughs) I said, they're about to drill into my hip and take out bone marrow. And I'm going to have a cinnamon roll before they do that. And no one and nothing is going to stop me from having a cinnamon roll. And she smiled and started to laugh. And she realized there was nothing going to get in my way of that cinnamon roll before the bone marrow biopsy. So I pulled into that donut shop, walked in, grabbed the biggest cinnamon roll I could find, one of those big curly ones just dripping with glaze. And I had her heated up a little bit and I got a Diet Coke and I walked out to the car and I sat there for a good 10 minutes and I savored every bite of that cinnamon roll. And then when I was done, I looked at my wife, I smiled, she smiled back and we proceeded to the doctor and we had the bone marrow biopsy. But, uh, but the, the cinnamon roll helped for, for sure. So my friend David is imagining the feasts of worship, the feasts of Israel. He's imagining the good food that he would normally have as a king. And he says, that's what my soul gets with God when I go to him and I worship him in the wilderness. That's what my soul. So my friend, you may be material in a place where you just can't feast the way you'd like to feast. 
but your soul can feast on your Savior. And so spend some time today worshiping him and feasting and let him satisfy your soul with marrow and fatness and with your mouth, praise him with joyful lips. Happy Thursday. Thanks for praying for our retreat. We'll see you tomorrow.